Greetings and salutations to anyone that is currently tuning in. You are watching the Stacia Square Studios podcast, so let me be the first to say good afternoon or good evening or whichever time zone that you're currently in. My name is Robert Jackson, or Mystic River. I am your current host of the podcast, and um, yeah, so today I have brought along um, another guest with me, so I'm just going to let this um, mystery person introduce himself and just pass the torch alongside with this gentleman here, so... For the people that don't know who you are, state your name, your occupations, and what do you do on the internet, and what are your hobbies, and what do you do offline, and yeah, all of that good stuff. So, passing alongside to you, my good sir. Alright. Uh, hello there. My name's Alejo Patton. I am a voice actor. Uh, I'm based in the Sacramento area, and my hobbies, of course, are voice acting, I'm a Disney enthusiast, and I just, you know, like to... I make films. Well, I mean... Who wouldn't be an enthusiast for all things Disney, am I right? Oh, yeah. Alright, so, um, now that we got your little quirky introduction out of the way, let's get on with the Q's and the A's, shall we? Okay. Alright, so my first question that I have for you is, um, tell us about your little background. So, how did you exactly get, like, first off, when did this whole thing about, like, wanting to be creative, how did this whole acting aspect basically all started to, uh... If you could describe if you took any, like, theater stage or anything. So, how can you describe your background and how did you get interested in, like, maybe wanting to pursue acting or just any other creative endeavors, like, in your life? Well, it all kind of started with, um, with, uh, with an I'm, with the first Mac my dad and I got. Uh, we were doing some little voice clips for our Boy Scout troop and we started making movies. And that's kind of where it all started. And then from there, I went on to acting, following in my sister's footsteps, because she took some theater up in Folsom. And I, the first musical I ever started in was in a middle school production called Susical Junior. And then I went on to do uh, Beauty and the Beast, where I played Lumiere. And it just kind of built on from there. I kept doing, I, I went on tour when I was in my senior year. I did about 12 films that I starred in. Uh, a couple of them were for voice. Uh, one of them I had a voice cameo. Another one I was, I was a major part. But um, yeah, it's just been a really, really interesting experience for me to go from one place to another just like that. When I decided to do voice acting, I, I was kind of unsure about it at first because I didn't know what people would think of me, but uh, fortunately, I, with the help of my family, who happened to be, who happened to make a little voices here and there when they were when, we, when I was a younger kid, um, I kind of followed suit, and here we are now. Awesome. So when you mentioned that you um, did some stage or did some bit of acting um, in Beauty and the Beast, I just wanted to know, like, um, besides, you know, that, what have been your favorite roles that you've done when you were acting on stage? Well, there was this one show I did. It was called Spoon River Anthology. Uh, that was a show where I was playing a total of nine characters. And that provided me a really really good platform because that way I would be able to use my vo vocal abilities and pretty much identify with each different character. It was a challenge because it was kind of schizophrenic, but it was certainly fun. 
Yeah, so like, uh, what was the most that you've actually got out of your experience of performing on stage? Like, what were some of the um, biggest benefits and the most rewarding part of acting on stage and theater and all of that good stuff? Yeah, acting on stage, it's like, well, the audience is there. So you get to feel the energy of the audience flow through you. You don't quite get that in film or voice acting. But there's some similarities. Um, yeah, you're not nice. entirely wrong. Yeah, and another benefit about the another benefit about theater is that it's a really, really good starting platform for actors. Highly recommend. Yeah. So, like, as far as you know, um, classes and taking theater productions. So, like, what are the steps that people should take when if they wanted to start pursuing, um, like, you know, that type of you know creative platform, so to speak. One, the first thing I gotta say, if you get the part, do your homework. Make sure you understand the character to its fullest. Um, always work with your director to improve upon your performance. Always listen to him too, because it never goes well if you don't listen. And there have been moments where it's been kind of like that for me. But, you know, the more you prove yourself, the more... You the more better, the more benefits you're gonna get. Absolutely. So, yeah, pretty good advice so far. I'm just kind of curious, as far as like you know what you what you mostly do, like your daily endeavors and stuff like that. Um, what does an average day usually consist of for you? Like, what do you mostly do aside of voice acting and directing and filmmaking and all of that good stuff? What are your hobbies that you like to do in your spare time? And what is your, I mean, just what does your schedule consist of? Like on a basis, on average day basis well normally in the mornings on weekdays i would get up at like two in the morning take the graveyard shift which i have a, my job which is where my job is the time range of my job is it's <laughs> it is brutal but it's my job but after that i come home and i work with my camera i do some auditions here and there and uh Hang out with my family. Just, you know, just a normal Yeah, day. absolutely. So, um, mm-hmm. And maybe look at, maybe, maybe look at some construction updates from Disneyland because I am also kind of a construction that's, uh, that's a job that I wish I would love to have. But, yeah. So, like, with your name, um, is it, like, your full actual name or is it based on a username for, like, um, from something else entirely? Alejo Gerardo Patton is my real name. Uh-huh. It is my real name. Oh, yeah. Alaro Gurrado. Yeah, that's the name that I'm currently seeing right now. So I just wanted to. Just a little curious. Yeah. So how did you first stumble across, like, you know, um, online? Like, um, what would you say? What was your first experience, like, um, when you found out that you can actually, you know, act um, on the internet or, like, do voices for, like, voice acting for, um, you know, certain projects here and there? Well, the first thing that actually came up upon me of that idea was when I saw Zelda Universe's Hyrule Warriors. And when I learned that there was a chance I could audition for that series, I took it. So I auditioned for Hy Hyrule Warriors Redux. Um, I auditioned for the role of Wizaro. I came so close to getting it. But I, I really, I, you know, watching Zelda Universe's projects, they do an amazing job with their casting. 
it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, so from there on, then you just kind of decided that, well, this is something that I'm going to do because it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, has it been that way? After you found out about this Audi Universe project, then that's when you decided, uh, that's when you wanted to start, you know, doing voice acting as like a hobby or even like a professional thing in the future? I mean, oh, yeah. like, a lot of people do, so why not, pretty much? So, like, how long have you actually been doing voice acting, um, yeah. if you don't mind me asking? What was the oh, yeah, um, how long have you been voice acting? Uh, actually, about a year now. A year? Alright, so did you expect to, like, become, be, like, in a place where you're at right now? Did you, like, expect to, like, have such to make a name of yourself and have um you know gain like a lot like some recognition in the community the way you're you are uh, at this present moment uh no <laughs> actually i didn't i just yeah on acting i mean like that's my job if, if i'm gonna be honest i don't think that anybody really can tell you that like um did you expect to become as popular and they would just say no i never really expect to be get to a position where i'm at right now so it's kind of like you always get the same answer. I'm like, well, I don't expect to be popular, but I'm kind of flattered. And that's that's about an average like quote that people would say um, whenever I talk with them, with other voice actors. So what kinds of equipment and our programs do you use to record your, like, uh, for projects and auditions and lives like that? And what are some, like, what are, yeah, what do you personally recommend to those that are getting started with voice acting with online VO and all of that good stuff? So what programs or equipment do you use and any recommendations? Well, I do recommend Audacity for one thing. Uh, if you if you want to start out, either get a blue snowball and a pop filter, learn how that works, and kind of build up from there. I know that there's like a lot of people that just outright... Um, they just kind of don't really prefer, like, the Blue Yeti, which is not a bad mic by far. Um, that's what I'm currently using right now. But, um, yeah, there's oh, no, been people that saying that, like, um, you know, the Blue Yeti, um, it's good to start off. But, like, if you want to switch to something more professional, then definitely an XLR mic is more preferable. That's what I usually hear. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I Yeah, do. so you started off. What did you start off with and what mic are you using now again? Uh... Excuse me. Um, I started out with a okay. blue snowball, like a lot of people do, and now I have a stu a blue studio. That's SM. actually a pretty nice one, from what I hear. Yeah, it it, it does the job. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, for projects that you audition online, um, do you usually take like paid work or non-paid for like if you want to do it for exposure? Do you um work um for like any payroll? So. Because they sound promising and a lot of other stuff, like equipment for, like, investments and things like that. Paid or not paid? Um, I okay. take both, actually. I audition for both. If it's a paid, if it's um, if I'm getting paid work, I'm getting paid work. If I'm not getting paid, non-paid work, I'm doing that, too. It's kind of, a, it's kind of an even balance. Mm, yeah, all right. So, like, what could you, what do you personally find, like, what are your, some of your, um, being a director and all, what would you say you can find, like, uh, what are your qualities and your standards on finding, like, a good casting call in your, 
honest opinion like a good project that's like wants to be um if you think that it can be making their names out there for like directors and um, the people that are making it um so it can get like a lot of attention recognition for like potential so like clients can find it and say like yeah this is really good so a lot of stuff like that so if that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah uh as advice for as a director um Hmm. Well, for one thing, when you're doing a casting call, yeah. you want to get passionate people. Right? You want to make sure they're passionate about the project, that they're really hard workers. Or even just like... And that they're doing their jobs. Uh, um, just looking at good casting calls, it's like, you know, a casual, like a dude, um, like a dude, or just like a voice actor. It doesn't have to be a director, but just um, in general. But I specifically put director because, um, yeah, I just wanted to know what are some qualities that you can find in them. So... Uh, passionate people and some other things that go behind um goes like more behind the scenes aspects all right that's actually a good question yeah <laughs> um hmm how can i answer this well if you're looking for a casting call you want to audition for yeah look at the people look at their work Probably have a little conversation with them. And just do your thing. And see what happens. And if you have a really good relationship, I think there'll be something really special that's made. Yeah, so out of all your... I know I think I might have asked this, but like gives more towards like on stage, but like out of your roles and performances on mine as a voice actor, any specific favorites that come to mind or favorite projects that you have worked on or are working on directing and... All of that stuff. So, favorite projects and favorite roles um, in your career. All right. Well, favorite roles of mine so far. Obviously, I mentioned Lumiere on stage. Uh, in film, I did a character named Lemon. He was... It, it was in a Quentin Tarantino-esque film. But, uh, he, was just a little, he was just a young guy, a young Latino that wanted you know, to have family. And he really didn't get that, unfortunately, because he meets a really sad end in that film. But uh, in terms of directing, probably the favorite, my favorite thing that I'm currently directing right now is a series based on the uh, Disney Kingdom's Figment, which is based on the journey, the original Journey to Imagination ride at Epcot, and. There's just something about directing a, a Disney a Disney comic dub that I don't think you'll get anywhere else. The reason why I wanted to do something like this was because I felt there weren't that many comic dubs to for family members. And I decided to jump pretty much jump it mm-hmm. jump on the ship and uh, Oh yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That reminds me of like um this one project that I was directing before um or at least I was, but um it was based on, like, um, I wanted to do it on a fan fiction, and I think I might have gotten permission from, like, the original author, because, like, not too many people actually done, made a really, I don't really see, like, a lot tackle, like, a story like this before, so I just decided to jump at the chance, and, um, boom, it pretty much all started taking off from there, and I made a bunch of really good relationships, nice friends, and, um, yeah, it's, it was just been a real pleasure, um, 
the fortunately like i think the project is kind of like a little bit of a break on a hiatus but if i were to go back to it um definitely would go back to it and it would have much better direction and organization um than it did like before but yeah it was a lot of fun for like when i was doing it and um the relationships that i made um have been really um pleasurable i mean like yeah there were some people that i didn't really it's just more like due to creative differences but everybody has been really nice and chill um most of them but yeah i just really enjoy you know doing projects that has been like mostly passion projects because um like this though i was doing it just to see like if it gets a reaction and come to find out it got so much just many much so much support many people auditioned for it like over 200 in a span of like three weeks so that was insane no, I'm no joke. I'm not even kidding. So it was just something that I completely done as like just this little, um, you know, fun little hobby per se. And then it turned into like this, <laughs> like a big, um, fun page attraction on casting calls. So it's just like, it's nice and flattering, but wow, I'm just still kind of like a little blown away and overwhelmed by the fact that it actually, I even did this in the first place. So yeah, but anyways, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to share that because that actually does remind me of that little story there. So as far as, you know, voice acting goes, um, who would you consider as some of your, I guess, role models, like favorite VAs that you look up to, you were really, that left an impact on you, like big voice acting influences that work in the industry, like... It can be professional, it can be like, um, you know, some people that work in LA, Texas, New York, and it can, it can even be online, or if you want to be biased, you can list your friends, but it's all fine though, so any VAs that you look up to? Well, one of them's, um, Brian Hull, I think is, is definitely an exception. He's actually one of the reasons why I decided to get back, get into the voice acting community, because, you know, the guy sung... Let it go in 25 different Disney voices. Wow. Who does that? What? Wow. I mean, like, I know that name sounded familiar. It kind of rings a bell. Then I'm just like, oh, that that dude. I'm just like, yeah, he, that was impressive, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another one would be, of course, Jim Cummings. Oh, yes. Jim Cummings. The famous Disney legend who voiced... He was practically everyone's childhood. Like, when it comes to Disney and such. He was yeah. even my biggest influence. Oh, he was yeah. one of my heroes growing up. Yeah. Um, another... Let's see, another inspiration. Uh, actually, I think one of them would be Phantom Savage. Phantom Savage. Mm. Yeah, he does, um... He does some comedy um, oh, I'm sorry. Cat. Well, he does he does comic dubs of Miraculous Ladybug. He's actually pretty funny. I might have heard that name before, but I have I don't think I've really watched um um any of the of his comic dubs. I know I've seen that name around, but I just don't really uh, I'm not really too familiar with um that dude. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, um, I, there's another follow-up question, um, so, like, any VAs, um, online, um, it could be, like, in a server or, like, um, in, with actors that you work with, who would you say are, like, some of the most, um, pledge, like, um, you're just, I mean, I think, I'm trying to think, oh, goodness, uh, I'm so sorry, I cannot talk right now, but, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, any, um, who are your, some VAs that you actually do work with, who would you find as, like, um, 
somebody, some people that you consider to be like absolutely easy to work with, very talented, and has a good reputation in. Yeah, just, you know, good stuff uh, like that. Let's see. I got a few. Um, Patrick Neely. Oh, yes. Him. AKA Pat Mike. Oh, Bay. yeah. By the way, shout out to you, Patrick. You're just a really awesome, cool dude. So, yeah. He's amazing. You though. rock. Amazing. But, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Anybody yeah. else, though? Ooh. Um, hmm, well. Little Miss Meister? Yes. Jeez. Oh, yeah. She's, like, really... I know that a lot of people can say that, like, she's sort of like, whoa, did you, like, somehow... Like, your voice, I swear you're, like, Laura Bailey's daughter-in-law. And I'm just like... <laughs> Well, for for one thing, like, she does, like, a lot of characters that Laura Bailey originally voiced, and, yeah, she's, like, incredibly talented, though. Oh, really yeah. nice, too. Um, yeah, she's super sweet, though. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm Let's see, anyone yeah. else that I may reckon that I might be familiar? Ooh, currently, hmm. Let's see, who else do I have on the list? I'm told about them. Oh. Wait. Um. Let's see. Ooh, this is this is really this is a really good. Uh oh. Um. Man. Uh, I'm I'm having a really time with hard really hard time with this because there are so many people. There yeah, really there's like a lot of people. So it's okay. You can take your time if you want. Um. Well, okay, there's one actor I'm currently, there's another actor I'm currently working with who's just, wow, he's, and honestly, when I heard him play the voice of Dreamfinder, it was just like, dang, and of course, the amazing actor is Yeah, Harrison I don't Bowman. think I'm really familiar with that person, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sorry about that, yeah, so I think that's about, it's so many, so many yeah, names, I yeah. think I think we should just, I know. Just, yeah, so it, let's just say that all of them are just immensely talented then, just to sum it up, like a TLDR version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Yep. Do you also sing um, from time to time? Oh. Oh, yeah. I know you mentioned that, like, you're a big Disney enthusiast, so I know that I'm probably going to—I might inevitably ask this, so what are your some of your favorite songs that you sing, Disney and other um, franchises stuff? Well, one of them, being biased because I play Lumiere— be our guest. <laughs> of course. Uh, another one's actually from a Disney Broadway production. It's the German production of Hunchback in Notre Dame. It's a song called Made of Stone. And it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Let's see, um... I listen to some electric swing. So... Uh, a song called... I'm a bad boy, I need to dance. That's definitely one of them. Uh, what else? I also, I, oh, I love, I love Latino music. It's just beautiful. Yeah, um, so like since you, you did mention that like, um, you can sing on the side. What are some, what is your favorite music like that you actually listen to? Um, not songs that you sing, but like favorite music that you can tune in uh, and just jam out, pretty much. Oh, it's it's that one's an easy answer. Electric swing, or Broadway mm. rap. All right. Um, I guess those are some of your um favorite type of you know genres of music that you also listen to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, mines are like, um, you know, classic music, video game um, music, orchestra, um, jazz, swing, and just um, classic rock, baby. <laughs> oh, that's a good choice, actually. Oh, yeah, because, like, if you listen to um, bands like Pink Floyd, The Beatles, and especially, um, oh, yes, The Sweet Sexy. Uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Those are some amazing, this amazing, those are some amazing Especially, like, since I mentioned, like, pop music, I love me some Michael Jackson, and I also, I'm, yeah, oh, and by the way, I'm really gonna blame Kara Buckland for this, but now I'm starting to really get into David Bowie, because, like, who doesn't love and listen to David Bowie? I mean, like, I know. he's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, uh-huh. By the way, um, Rina Chan Kira, if you actually, if she ever, um, stumbles to listen to this, like, little interview thing, then, yeah. Um, thank you very much for recommending me those albums that I should start listening to to get myself more familiar and indulge myself with, um, Sega Stardust. But anyways, uh, wow, look at me just sucking up to a lot of VAs because that's what, that's apparently, like, the only professional thing that I do on this podcast, so, um, yeah. Anyways, do you play, like, a lot of video games in your spare time? Kingdom Hearts. I mean, <laughs> That's an e like, yeah, those two words. Just say Kingdom Hearts and then, like, boom. Now I know that you're a gamer, indeed. Eh, well, not, I don't really play, I'm not, I don't play games as much as I used to, but, like, whenever, you know, there's a, there's a PlayStation or an Xbox, I play. Yeah, and of course, inevitably, since Kingdom Hearts is, is a part of a Disney franchise, I mean, why not? <laughs> I keep saying why not a lot. Yeah. It's sounding redundant. The redundancy yeah. of redundance of the redundancies department. Oh, yes. <laughs> very, very redundant. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you actually were, like, uh, with Kingdom Hearts, would you... Here, I have a fun question, which I... By the way, I never really asked this. This is all entirely um, came up with on the fly. But, like, um, if you ever placed yourself into the Kingdom Hearts universe, um, I know that Beauty and the Beast as Lumiere would be an obvious choice, but what exactly would you do in the universe if you were placed into um, that little fantasy world? Let's see, a little fantasy world I would be in in Kingdom Hearts. Um... Well, I mean, like, what would you ex what would you actually do if you were um, imagine yourself in the if you were actually in like a part of the Kingdom Hearts universe, if that well, makes sense. Yeah. Well, for one thing, I would be a Keyblade Master. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, I would let's see. No, I just hop from world to world, just wanting to protect the light. Being a warrior, yeah. being a guardian, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so aside from the admiration that you get, um, do you also deal with, like, um, I mean, maybe some criticism or just somebody, like, just some people that might not think that you're, like, you're, like, just people criticizing you saying that, like, um, well, I didn't really like um, your performance or, like, your voice kind of doesn't really, um, sound too good or just su like such criticism like that and how do you personally handle it well in terms of performance criticism i listen to it i take it to heart and i just improve the next day but in terms of social um yeah i mean there there are moments where i have to deal with that 
And there are moments where I, myself, am a bit of an idiot. But at the end of the day, you can't let it get to you. You have to pretty much make up, make up for your mistakes and just move forward. Yeah, because, like, do people sometimes criticize you just for your voice, like how you sound alone? I'm just kind of curious. I, actually, I don't think I've got Oh, okay. Yeah, me neither, but, actually. But outside, um, outside the, outside on the internet world, I am, I, I do get a little criticism for my voice because it's so high. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's admittedly kind of broken because I lost my voice a few years, my, my real voice a few years back due to uh, the multiple characters I played in that one show. Wow. Man, wasn't that like um, vocally challenging, like taxing? I know it really must have done a number to your voice, playing all of those many, many different vo doing those voices and characters that you did in that show. Oh, tell yeah. me. Yeah, it, actually, the, the show before that, I was doing Guys and Dolls with a Bronx accent. And because I did a Bronx accent for so long, I lost my California accent. And for like about three months, I, I had a Bronx accent. And, and then I had to do another show right in between that show and Spoon River, the one where I played multiple characters, where I was... Yeah, I just I just mix up my accents all the time, and now it's gotten to a point where I really don't have a real voice. So, so like, how does your Bronx accent? Yeah, yeah I don't even. I mean, my Bronx accent sounds a bit more like this. Bit more. It's a bit more central than New York, but I kind yeah. of started picking up at that just by watching a lot of Bugs Bunny cartoons, to be honest, and just watching like you know, um, the Mafia, like the Good Feathers, the Godfather, you know. That type of stuff, and because like once you really oh, get yeah. into that whole that whole New York thing, then you just kind of start picking up a little stuff here and there. Like, um, hey babe, what? Come over here. We're about to go shoot. We're about to go shoot. About to go into. Oh my god, we're about to go into the club and play a game of pool, and we're gonna get a couple of drinks. Uh, are you with me, babe? <laughs> so some something like that. Um, I mean it's fine to do, but. Yeah. So, were you saying something before that? Like, I asked you, like, the Bronx. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no. like, now it's gotten to the point where, like, you just, no. um, kind of don't really have a real voice. I guess that's what I was... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I know it's fun for you, but, um, it's kind of interesting how, you know, you start picking up on, you know, accents and dialects and all of that good stuff. Oh. Yeah, the accents part. Oh man. But like, that's another fun question that I do have. Um, as far as like you know your voice range goes, what are some of the um, like what are some of the fun um, I guess the the type of voices that you can do like upper range um higher lower etc. And just what are the different um, I guess as far as like you know character like working with your like trying to experiment what are some of your favorites um like some of the fun ones you can do and what are some of the more um challenging ones like the trickier uh let's see okay one of the um easier ones i can do is smaug the dragon he's sort of deep and dark and he's all you know intimidating bendy copper patch and then oh there's gosh. um <laughs> uh there's mickey balls mickey balls he 
he's kind of high up there in the range. Uh, I can also do a little child voice, but trust me, it's very, very difficult to do. And honestly, it's... Ah! <laughs> and then there's Figment, the current character I am voicing. He's all very energetic and so excited. It's very ridiculous. Oh my gosh. He's, he's very... He's, he's a very... He's a, he's a little ball of energy. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun that I can go at a unique range. And I don't even know what my voice is capable of still. I'm still exploring. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the same with me. I totally relate to you on that. It's fine to experiment and just play with what you can do and what you can't do. Oh, oh. it is. It's so So, much. like, when you so record much. for, like, projects, um... What I, how would you say is like your um I guess your warm up routine or like what do you do to like um get yourself um pumped up and ready for a nice little recording session like if you're doing projects and whatnot what keeps you motivated yeah eh, sometimes you know I go out for a run then if I'm doing the really hard voices what I would do is drink some hot water and then eat a ginger candy so that way my voice doesn't really get damaged that much and then I just record but when it comes to the norm to the easier voices I just shake it off um, do some drama exercises make sure my voice goes in a high and low range and yeah mm -hmm. I just begin yeah so like do you usually sit or stand up when you record because i know that standing up you can uh, be able to freely express yourself while like using your body movements and having more physicality and what i usually hear so sit or stand huh or actually, kneel I, or stand yeah actually i don't do i actually i don't do i don't sit or oh kneeling or stand. <laughs> oh Wow, um, that's a new one. Um, kneeling down and recording your lines. That doesn't that like actually like um, um doesn't that get you like a little bit um tired? Doesn't it kind of like you know hurt your back or legs or anything? Cause I that's something that I would not really recommend doing. I've, I've yeah no. Um, the thing is I've kneeled on a lot of hard surfaces. For a majority oh wow of them, so that's my interesting knee, to know i mean it. like i i mostly just walk around and running around so if i stand up for like a long period of time i get used to it but then like later though my i guess you know my life start giving out and my feet get they start getting really sore so yeah like if you're standing up for like a long time be be ready for it yeah. and try try to sit down and take breaks here and there because like if you're having like a long recording session and you have to stand up but um since we're gonna be wrapping up soon um do you watch any series on youtube or watch anything in your spare time any tv shows let's see uh hmm. what do i watch well i'll watch a little bit of random land adventures vlogs by justin scard who's a disney enthusiast mm -hmm. uh i watch Actually, I've gotten a bit of Jintama recently. I've never watched the show until now, but it's actually pretty funny. And there's moments where it's like, ooh, but it's funny. Mm. So, like, mm -hmm. and, oh, and let's see, what else do I watch? And, hmm. oh, Top Gear, UK version, the original. 
and of mm-hmm. course the Grand Tour. Yeah. So since we you kind of been dis- been mentioning Disney here and there, what are some of your favorite like of all things, just entirely Disney related stuff, movies, games, like TV shows, and um, just anything, books, anything related to Disney? Favorite Disney related media. Period. Favorite Disney media re- related media. Okay. Um. Favorite animated movie, Beauty and the Beast, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite live action movie, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Um, what else? Let's see. Favorite, of course, favorite piece of mu- my favorite Di- Disney piece of music from Disney, Made of Stone. Um, favorite comic, The Disney Kingdoms franchise, and. I... Favorite show. Oh, favorite yeah. show. Right. Um, Tailspin. I actually remembered that show. It's a yeah. good show. I like most of the Disney afternoon shows, like Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and yeah, like Goof Troop and Bonkers and those shows. Oh, oh yeah. Let's get dangerous. Because, like, of course, Jim Cummings is, like, dangerous. the lead character. And, <laughs> by the way, I because, like, of course, Jim Cummings is just amazing at everything he does. So, it's just, like, how could you not get hooked? Like, Jim Cummings is Darkwing Duck. That should not... Like, that sentence yes. alone should yeah. get at least somebody hooked into with this show. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Um, any plans yeah. in the future you want to discuss? Like, any upcoming projects, like, cons that... We like people may want to find you at like if you attend conventions a lot, or um, if you're wanting to talk about some things, some stuff that is not under the ever so um important <clears throat> NDAs. Okay, um, currently, like I said, I am doing a comic dub of the Figment series, both Figments from Marvel and Disney, Disney Kingdoms franchise. Um, I'm also doing the, I'm actually doing the Galaxy's Edge Star Wars story Minecraft film where I'm playing, I'm playing a very special Disney Parks character. And what's kind of funny is that I, the same character I also play in Figment was created by the same guy. So it's, it's kind of a nice, kind of a nice transition into that. Um, another project I'm working, I'm working on Lustrious. So keep an eye on that one. I don't appear. In t- I don't appear until like episode thirteen or fourteen. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, and I'm just continuing auditions. Uh, planning a few films. I can't really talk about them at this time because they're still being worked on. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Any advice you want to give to your fans or for people who want to wish to follow in your footsteps, like who want to get into um, just acting or animating, draw, like, write, filmmaking, and just do anything creative, like, in their, with their lives. Like, what are your best advice that you can give? <clears throat> be passionate. Be hardworking. But most importantly, be positive. Oh, yes, positivity. And on that note, any advice for people who, okay, so, like, um, Something that I like to do is to spread, like, you know, mental health awareness. So, like, if anybody who's feeling, like, down or discouraged or, like, 
if they're depressed or anxious or just like feel like they're not really gonna uh they don't really know what to do like how they can conquer this handle with it um any advice that you want to give so we can end this um on a more positive note for people who are just dealing with certain issues that are going on with their careers okay okay got it um to those struggling uh what i recommend is that uh, spend some family time um maybe take a break reflect maybe pray here and there and on it just just keep moving forward let's that was said by the great Walt Disney, and if you feel really, really down, like I said, just accept the help from your friends and family who are by that your That kind of goes the same for anybody who are, um, like, I know that in every voice, like, even professional VAs could tell you that, like, um, dealing with the rejection and, uh, like, you know, not really getting much, you know, work done, or, like, if they're in a run oh, where yeah. they're, where at one month you're just booking roles from oh. back to back to back, and then another month you're just, like, yeah, you're just not really getting anything, like any role. So it can be really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And this is a piece of advice for those who get rejected from a project they really wanted to be a part of and they were really passionate about auditioning for. Um, to those guys, what I'd say is, like I said, move forward. Move forward. Accept what's happened. Learn from the experience, mm. and just just get better next time. Pretty solid advice. Well, I believe that we're oh, gonna say. be wrapping this wrapping this up for today. Um, if you can like uh, maybe give out like plug in like your social media so people can expect to find where your work is or a website if you have one. But yeah, that good stuff where people can you know follow you and see where uh, they can hear your voice and projects you're working on and all of these general update think about checks. Oh, is it like the twit? Oh, the twi oh, <laughs> um. So I say, so I just say my social media. Well, stuff. I mean, like, yeah, just plug in um, wh what you're on so people can chat with you, can, can like, find your work, and maybe you want to work with you and work with them and stuff. Well, if you want to find me on Discord, just type in Alejo Gerardo. And if you want to find me on Twitter, just type in Alejo Gerardo Patton. If you want to find me on Facebook, go on Bison Yeti Studios. And if you want to find me on YouTube, Go to Bison Yeti Studios. All right. How's that? Yeah, excellent day. So, do you have a Skype or do you use uh, you used to have a Skype or just? Yeah. Nope, I don't have a Skype. Yeah, I was just asking because people are like outright ditching. They say the Discord is superior to Skype in every single way, which I totally agree because Skype doesn't. Because like on Discord, you don't have to deal with any like um glitches or like any sort of technical communications and like lagging and stuff like that. But Discord definitely go on discord like skype is just kind of like you know a has-been so i'm sorry that's the way it is skype batching 101 just there you go another episode with me batching skype so what are the odds so oh. but <laughs> anyways um you could oh there's yeah one more thing it's all good okay sorry man. yeah um okay instagram alejo pattern four that's it instagram do you have a patreon no i don't have oh, a patreon wow Okay, let's see. My social media um, plugins. You can find me on Twitter at SesChaos2018. Mystic Twister VL is my. 
Twitter username, and you can find me on Facebook, but I kind of don't really use Facebook too often, but, um, yeah, it's Isaiah Jackson something, but I don't really recall. Um, Instagram, RobertJacksonMan24767, and on Tumblr, mostly for reblogs, so I'm not sure if I can give it out, but Discord is, um, something that is passed down from generation to generation that my Discord username is only kept as a secret and it should never be revealed by the history of mankind. But you can find me on Discord, um, if you can find me on it. Um, let's see, IRG. Yeah, no, just Discord is where I'm mostly active on. Um, you can chat with me and you can chat with Alejo over here. And, um, we are both, um, yeah. So you can find the both of us in a server, which I will happily plug in. Um, if you do want to get your started voice acting, definitely join and hop on in to the Voice Acting Club Discord server. That's the place where you can um, chat with other VAs. You can find, you can, um, you know, put your casting calls on there, self-promote your stuff, your projects, your singing songs and whatnot. We can talk about games, general chat. We can talk about voice acting stuff. We have calls here and there. Um, we can also... Like on Saturdays, like on Saturdays, we can chat about stuff. And there's workshops, and you can find out more information by contacting um, Kira Buckland, um, username Lady Stardust, on the admins or the mods for, like, more information on when these are usually held. And, yeah, it's a chill place, so find the both of us on there, and we may we may get engaged in a little conversation here and there and learn more, learn more about voice acting as much as, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, learn as like, indulge in this, like, worldwide phenomenon, just be a part of our little lad culture. <laughs> mm, yeah. Now, we're good. Yeah, that's right. Just join our club. Join our evil lair. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Okay, now we are snapping back into reality. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I think we're slowly getting affected with, like, this, um, voice acting contamination. This, like, little, um, evil spell that's been cast upon us. But, and just to wrap this up as quickly as possible, um, before the both of us goes insane, um, yeah, thank, thank you for watching this episode. Thank you for talking with me, um, my good sir. <laughs> and, um, yeah, rocket those evil laughs. Oh my god. <laughs> but, yeah, Halloween is coming up. I think that might be the reason why. But, um, any Halloween plans, um, that, um, may just chat with me and then we'll see where the future holds with this podcast. Like any special Halloween stuff? Who knows? Stay tuned. Subscribe, um, like, comment, and all of that good stuff. And, um, yeah, um, another website that you can start off. Yeah, if you want to get into voice acting, it's Casting Call Club, which you can find um, animations. Yeah, there's a lot of really good projects that are, like, good gems hidden in the rough. Um, and you can find, like, um, audiobooks, dramas, and all of that good comment like commentaries and um, video games that are being worked on, which is also what the Voice Editing Club is there for. If you want to audition for, like, fan dubs on CCC, but on Voice Editing Club, um, comic dubs and a lot of this good stuff that is um, being held and going on over there. A lot of directors, nice people, good people, just um, be passionate, be a good person, be positive, and just be happy and be happy and be yourself. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, so anyways, um, before we start going completely insane, thank you for watching this. We're wrapping this up, and um, I am Robert Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to this interview, and yeah, I will steal all of yourself soon, so take care. Uh -huh. Little ones, all of you boys and girls, now roam free, and we shall all await your visit.
will all be seeing you into the server. So, adios, and, um, adios, sleep senor. well, you little runts. Ha 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 ha!